Hey, this is Daniel. Thanks for listening to DIY Money. If you haven't already, be sure to give us a five-star review on iTunes so your friends know that they can learn from the show. Now, enjoy the show. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of DIY Money. DIY Money. Daniel, I want to talk to you today about our newfound shared hobby of um, Grill Master on the stone. Oh, to be fair, we don't have the... Blackstone. Yeah, we don't. We don't. We have um, the faux stone. We have the uh, Sam's Club version. Sam, the members, <laughs> members mark, which honestly is really good. Oh, it's fantastic! I yeah. love it for people who are going. You know, where do you uh, trade down and save money? Sometimes, sometimes it's worth trading up for quality in, in certain things. But uh, as far as the flat top griddle um, thing, whatever they're called, it's, it's not a grill. It's a griddle. A griddle. Griddle, yeah. Where you say that? Yeah, I felt like it wasn't it wasn't coming through the enunciation <laughs> on the podcast. Um, but that, yeah, I think there's like it's just not bad for a generic. I don't know if you even call it generic private label, whatever it is. Yeah, yeah, just not the the Blackstone, like the yeah. big famous brand it's out a there. But really good one. The it's smart one. Awesome. I've had mine for over a year now. You just got yours. Uh, and we are lighting it up. So, what is your what is your favorite recipes to make on the griddle? Grits and chitlins, possum belly, hog jowls, and cabbage, all minced together and simmered in gopher gravy. Uh, this is a little cliche, probably, but uh, burgers on the griddle are way better than on the grill. Yeah, mm. because it cooks in its own juicy, fatty goodness. It's amazing. Uh, so it just it doesn't dry out. Even chicken, like making chicken fajitas. Oh yeah, Ch- that's what I've. So I've only cooked. I had it for like a week. I cooked two meals on it already, and um, made like a Mexican fajita type thing, where you get to put all the bell peppers oh. and like the onions and stuff on. And they there. don't steam. They actually like saute. Oh man! And then the so chicken, good. like just a chicken breast, is fantastic. Yeah, because it like the juices come out of it, and then it stays in it, hangs out in those juices. <laughs> you put a like a ch- actual piece of chicken on the grill and it gets all I mean no matter what you do it gets a little dry a drier than it yeah. does on a griddle. Yeah. Well, I don't think people understand how much of a chef you are. That is absolutely wonderful. You hear our guarantee. Mm-hmm. I mean, you have like recipes you throw down, you you gave me like marinade recipes and everything yeah. to start. I mean, yeah. You're you're an expert when it comes to love me some food, cooking in general. which is why I bike so much <laughs> because I really love me some food. Got to balance that out. It's got to balance it out. So no, that's not why I bike. I bike because I love biking, but it goes hand in hand. Like I like <laughs> I really like biking, which means I always hungry, and I really love food and cooking. <laughs> so it it works very well together. Coexists. I think this weekend um, we're going to try for the first time breakfast, which is what I'm most excited about. Breakfast is fun. You got to be careful with the heat when you do the pancakes. Yeah, you got to like adjust it across the across the board. Yeah, right? just make so. sure it's not overly overly hot. Yeah, that show you we have like a laser. You thermometer. have an infrared. Yeah, yeah. I think I'm going to have to get one of those. So awesome. because, so, but I I've started to get it down where you like you know, I have one side that's pretty hot, and then the other side I just turn the burners off, and then I yeah. cooked like my peppers over there. That was pretty sweet. So nice. you're going to be a pro. Living no the time. dream. I love it. 
I love it. All right. Well, we do have a really good question today. This question is probably a little bit similar to the last question that we had. Yes, listen um, to both episodes. Yeah, listen to both episodes. So the previous episode, we talked about HSA and saving for retirement. This question uh, goes in a little bit more detail. This question's from James. James, what do you got? D-I-Y! Hey, DIY Money. My name is Jimmy. I am 25 years old, and I am an airline pilot living in New York. This year will be the first year I am making a substantial amount of money. I started to look at ways to reduce my taxable income when it comes for tax time. I was using an online calculator and discovered that contributing more money than I thought I would, around $15,000 or more, to my 401k would save me around $5,000 next time I had to pay taxes. Unfortunately, my current employer does not offer too attractive of a 401k program, but contributing to the account would still save me money for next year. The only drawbacks to this I'm really considering is it would really reduce my ability to save for a down payment on a house, but at the same time, I'm not too sure where I want to live in the future, so that might be something I'm worth risking. Uh, My question to you guys is, what is your opinion on reducing or increasing 401k contributions to save for different life events? Love the show. Thanks. This is good. All right. I totally pulled a quint on that one. Yeah. Um, James on the email. Jimmy. Yeah. My bad. My bad, Jimmy. Surely you can't be serious. I am serious. And don't call me Shirley. Okay. Yeah. This is a really good question. Um, and I think it's something that is common, like super, super common. I mean, my wife and I have had to do the same thing in debating, okay, are we going to have more that we're putting towards 401k now we use the roth so it's not necessarily a tax question but more towards 401k or more towards kind of goals in the near future whether it's saving for a house saving for her education so what do you think off the off the top of jimmy's question i just want to tell you both good luck we're all counting on you well i think uh this question really illustrates the dynamic nature of competing goals and when we do powerful planning at Jewel Financial, uh, by the way, our sponsor, Spot, uh, sponsor when we do powerful here. financial planning, that's one of the key things we work through is competing goals. Uh, because whether or not you are aware or whether or not you identify it, we all have goals in our life, whether it's financial or otherwise, that compete with one another. And that's kind of what uh, Jimmy's talking about here. So kind of have the goal of paying as little as possible on taxes. Uh, most people feel that way. Has a goal of kind of sh- some short to medium term financial goals, kind of a house, maybe, maybe not. Doesn't sound like we're have that goal super well defined yet, which is actually okay. You can work with sort of uh, not fully defined goals. You, you can have kind of uh, goals that are partially formatted. Uh, what that would look like is I want to be able to afford a house someday I'm not sure where that'll be, exactly how much that'll cost, but ballpark-wise, we want it to maybe look like this, and we may need to adjust that as it comes into kind of comes into uh, view, right? So, uh, but you can start preparing for it without knowing all of the details around it, just like you prepare for retirement without all the details around it. Uh, and then You're finally, on fire, yeah. <laughs> and then finally, uh, uh, obviously, Jimmy sounds like he wants to be studious with retirement. So that's important as well. Uh, I think on the front end, I this is hard. I don't know how to say this most accurately. I don't save for retirement personally with taxes being the first consideration. Okay. So 
again, this is personally, I figure out what I need to save for retirement. And if you listen to the last episode, you kind of hear how we think about that as a family and how we kind of run a number every year and then make sure we're contributing enough. So first I get that number. How much do I want to have in retirement? Uh, you know, kind of when we retire. And then we know that our retirement is going to be composed of Social Security, uh, which will likely be taxable if you make over a certain amount in income each year, right? Up to 85% of what you receive in Social Security will be taxable under current law. And then the rest is going to come from accounts that are either um, not taxable in retirement or are taxable in retirement. Right. And then you can kind of choose now where you're going to locate them. You're just choosing whether or not you want the tax break now or tax break later. So you kind of have to make an educated guess based upon where you are now, based upon your career development, where you think you'll be in the future, and how much income you're going to have in retirement, and the balance of those accounts to figure out your tax rate now versus your tax rate later, and choose to get the tax deduction or tax-free nature based upon when your tax rate will be the highest. That was really try to really complicated. Well, it, illustration. It's, it's Simplify hard to, that for it, me. It's hard to do over audio, but I think one thing we get blinders on when we're considering some of these questions, like, okay, maybe I'm getting a 25% tax break mm-hmm. this year by put by putting money into the 401k that's not going to get taxed. And my interest rate might be higher by one or two percent because I put less of a down payment down on a house. And you yeah. get those blinders on and you're saying, oh, well, I'm going to save so much more by putting into a retirement account now. But at some point, you have to take that money out of the retirement account. And mm-hmm. I think that's what you're talking about is at some point when you're pulling that money out of the retirement account, you're going to be in a certain tax bracket. And that's going to come from your Social Security, from all the money you're taking out of accounts. If you have some kind of pension or other form of income in retirement, that's going to add to your tax bracket. And in the future, taxes are probably going to go up. I mean, potentially. We are, potentially. Yeah. I mean, maybe they won't, but taxes may go up in the in the future. So you have a lot of different components. It's not as easy as just saying, I'm getting a tax deduction now, so I should put as much money into a 401k right now um, versus saving for kind of short-term goals. Yeah, I would be careful to ever kind of blind yourself with the tax deduction this year is the most important unless you're in one of the top one to three tax brackets. So if you look at the, you know, the U.S. federal tax table, um, you know, there's multiple brackets. If you're in the top one to three, then the odds of you going higher in the future would be dependent on actual tax rates going up, which you just don't know. You kind of know where you are income-wise. So in that case, maybe, uh, or potentially, or statistically, it may benefit you to take the deduction now. But if you're in the lower tax brackets, I think you really have to do your homework and figure out what maybe the future looks like versus now. So don't just assume that the tax break now is the best tax break. And don't forget, it didn't sound like this applied to Jimmy necessarily. No, it didn't sound like it applied to him. But if you're maxing out your retirement account, you can put more into your account on a net tax basis, not sort of after tax basis, you can have a higher effect if you utilize the Roth component of a 401k right? because it's already been taxed and then you're maxing it out. So the total amount that you'll get 
given to you in the future would be higher than that. Respect. Yeah, if you're, if you're 20, maxing it if out. If you're putting $22,500 in a traditional that's going to be taxed in the future, yep. that's less than putting 22500 into a Roth that's not going to be taxed in the, in the future. future. Yeah, because when you go to withdraw that exact 22500 in the future out of the tax deductible account, then you'll have tax on it. So you, the net withdrawals you'll have available in the future would be less if you're maxing out the account. So keep that in mind. Uh, so that then gets into would would we ever recommend or or would we look at adjusting retirement saving based upon short to medium term goals? And there's no firm answer to that. Well, that's very dynamic. That's kind of the part of planning where it really depends on the person, in my yeah. opinion, and all of the moving parts in your plan. Because uh, what if you need or want to buy a house in a certain location to then benefit your career to make more money, which then you'll be able to uh, contribute more to your retirement account in the future? Well, maybe then relocating and having lower housing costs or something might be a benefit. Uh, that sort of depends. Generally speaking, if we really wanted to get a general rule of thumb, I would work backwards on goals. So I would start with the retirement goal because we know that's on the horizon. Everybody eventually needs to retire to some extent. Make sure that's funded. Then work back to practically what you can do with the other goals. Because if we, if you always shortchange the long-term goal, someday that long-term goal is going to become a short-term goal and you're not going to have the runway, mm -hmm. which would be very scary. Uh, if you save early and often for retirement, the amount that you'll need to save is dramatically lower. So really start with that goal in mind, run a calculation, figure out what you need for that, get disciplined in putting that away, then start working on your short-term goals. If those are so conflicting that you go, I can't save for both of those, then you have to change something. You have to increase your income. You have to reduce your expenses. You have to adjust your priorities. Uh, I wouldn't necessarily just go, oh, yes, it's okay for you just to then shortchange your retirement yep. for multiple years, maybe for a short time or something. Um, you just have to quantify what are you willing to give and take because there's a certain dollar amount you have to work with. And if you move it from one bucket to another, you have to be willing to um, take sacrifices in the bucket you're moving it from, I guess. Yeah, I like that a lot. Um, I think it is okay to not save on taxes now if you have something that is a goal that's in, in the short term. But at the same time, like Daniel's saying, you have to look out and really make sure that what those retirement goals are you have a firm foundation of you you know exact you know relatively what you need to be saving and putting into account and that compounding effect having it as early as possible is obviously going to be better than the longer you wait and there's a lot of people out there i've worked with a lot of people like this that they're like hey i need to i need to back off my 401k i have this short term goal i i really need to do but then once that 401k goes down to 5% it's never going back up because that's just it's a psychology thing now you have that income and it feels like, oh, I, I can't increase what I'm putting into my 401k now because I'm used to this income and I'm spending it or I'm using it in certain areas. So if you have the discipline to potentially short short it for a small period of time, maybe that works for you. But it, it's really a person-to-person -person question that you have to dive a little bit deeper into. Yeah, something you want to definitely talk to your financial planner about and really incorporate all of those goals into your plan. When you're looking at your financial plan, you should see... All those incorporating, you should know the roadmap or the the journey ahead towards each of those. But I agree with you. Uh, once you buy a house, doesn't mean that um, 
it now suddenly gets easier to save more. Sometimes yeah. it does. Like if you're in the instance that maybe you're moving from really expensive rent to a really low mortgage, we don't see that as much anymore. But that's that's one potential scenario where you actually are in a better financial position mm-hmm. buying a house. There there was a time when that tended to be more the case because rents and uh, mortgages were well balanced. I don't see that as often right now. Uh, but if that's a scenario, that could potentially benefit you. But generally speaking, once people put that down payment on the house, buy the house, uh, then there's other areas of their budget that are impacted. So mm-hmm. now they're buying stuff for their house. They're doing repairs. They're maintaining various just homeowner life then takes a chunk of your budget that you are now utilizing for your down payment. So just keep that part in mind and, and really know those numbers and, and realize what the plan entails. Okay. I like it. Thank you for your question, Jimmy. Jimmy sending that audio question to podcast at DIYmoney.org. That's podcast at DIYmoney.org. You all have been really good at keeping questions around a minute, which is perfect. Make sure you're sending in an audio question and not, and not typing up a message for us. But keep sending in those questions. You've had really good ones. We've loved doing three podcasts a week. It seems like you all are enjoying that as well. And give us a review. So put in a review on uh, Apple Podcast and, and give us a five-star review. We'd love that. It helps us. And it helps have more people uh, know more about the podcast. And again, this this is something we haven't talked about, but if you do send in a question, you get a $25 Amazon gift card. Make sure that you're checking your email. Make sure you're also checking your spam folder for those Amazon gift cards because I've sent so out some. that Amazon emails go to spam. Yeah, I know. Some, But some get sent out and they never get opened. Uh, make sure that you're looking through your spam if you've sent in a question and it's been answered on the podcast make sure you're looking for that all right friends the secret to wealth is really very simple live on less than you make invest the rest do so for a very long time make it a great one Thanks for listening to this episode of the show. If you want your question aired on the show, be sure to send that to us and you'll get a $25 Amazon gift card. This show is for entertainment and educational purposes only and is not intended as personal financial advice. Before making any financial decision, please do your homework and consult a financial advisor as needed.